Four travelers encounter menacing phenomena while camping in a remote stretch of the Mojave Desert. That was the description for our movie. This is That's Terrible. I'm Jordan. And Jeff is over there. Jeff, uh, what what happened in this movie? Wow. Uh, couldn't really tell you there, Jordan. Because <laughs> I got no fucking idea. Um, would you like to hear my synopsis of the movie? Yes, I would love to. I would love for you okay. to break it down. Uh, here we go. What's changed from last week, that is. <laughs> yes, yes. I, get, I, I understood the assignment this time. <laughs> All right, so my synopsis. An upcoming acoustic band decides to shoot a music video in the desert within 24 hours all hell breaks loose but not the good kind with flashing blurry images of members of the band getting taken down one by one it is sure to make you wonder what is the name of all things holy happening could it be aliens skinwalkers indian burial grounds tremors 10 sequel spoilers (laughs) you'll never find out (laughs) If uh, you was... love, oh, no, I'm not, no, no. Oh, yeah, you go, half. you go, you go. Half. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you love movies where all clear shots have no significant value to the movie and all important scenes are blurry, zoomed out, cropped with a tiny circle, and loud noises, then this is the movie for you. Get ready for a slow burn, gory movie with no resolution. <laughs> wow. That's. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you, I killed that assignment, bro. A plus you plus. over understood the assignment. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so let me tell you what my view of this movie is in, in 50 words or less. Yes, please. Uh, Robbie and his friends go out to the desert to shoot a music video and stumble into one of the wildest and hardest to explain movies ever made. This wow. is The Outwaters. We're talking about The Outwaters. <laughs> Oh boy! Shutter, cla- nope, nope. It's on nope. Screenbox. Screenbox classic, <laughs> The Outwaters. <laughs> um, as I said before, this is that's terrible. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, this week we got a we got a banger of an episode. I think. Um, yeah, I I think this is the the epitome of what this show should be. Um, so hey, thanks everyone for being here. Um. <laughs> Let me let me let me break down this movie for everybody in in more official terms. Um, you described him as an acoustic band. Um, I think it's really just a singer songwriter, uh, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's she's pretty much the only one doing. I mean, she has a guitar player, but he doesn't come to the desert. Um, so they go out to shoot a music video. Uh, Michelle and Robbie and Scott and Ange. Um, Robbie is the filmmaker. He's also the director of this movie. Um, Scott is his brother and is a friend of Robbie's and she's doing the makeup and the clothing for the music video. So they go out to the Mojave desert. Um, it's a found footage movie, BT dubs. Um, they go out to the desert. They have a document of their journey out there. And then they start shooting the music video the whole time, kind of from the beginning, uh, things are just not right. Um, Robbie one night after some possibly thunder happens very loud in the distance goes out walking sees a dude carrying an axe up on a hill uh decides that that's not where he wants to be and starts to leave but ends up taking that axe to the face 
not to the face, to the head, let's yep. say, because he's still he's still conscious. Um, he makes his way back to camp uh, just in time to beat the axe murderer there, who ends up fucking everybody up just royally. Uh, and then from there, it is a a literal and metaphorical trip for Robbie as he is transported through time and space and reliving the last couple days or so over and over again uh, until an ultimate resolution, which isn't actually spelled out for us. Yeah. Uh, the whole time, what, what Jeff is mentioning with the blurry and the, the tiny circle, uh, a lot of what this movie is, is the small flashlight attached to Robbie's camera in pitch black darkness. So we rarely get full images of pretty much anything. Um, a lot of sound work in this movie. <laughs> Quite a bit, yes. Um, so that's that's pretty much the Outwaters, just to boil it down. Um, all right, Jeff, go off, King. What's tell me, what? How was your experience? I really didn't like it. It was it was a slow burn, but the slow burn movies that I have watched, they're at least talking about you know or you get a feel of like their background or um kind of how they live their day-to-day lives and i feel like every piece of dialogue leading up to the desert was meaningless i didn't see or didn't hear anything like that was of significant value to the movie is more of just yeah it's like drink and then we're gonna go crazy and then we're gonna wake up hungover and we're going to go meet these people that have no introduction. And then you have to put the pieces together of, oh, that that's his mom. Okay. And then she's talking about someone else. And then I'm assuming it's the sibling. It's just that kind of a thing. And then the desert part happens and shit like starts to pop off. But I feel like when that circle image started to show random parts of the movie is when I just got lost because you really have to kind of imagine everything that you're seeing and puzzle it together which is you know i like i like shit simple like just show the full screen plus it doesn't help the fact that when there's black on my screen it's pitch black (laughs) oh i think that helped it even more uh yeah i mean i didn't watch it at night so that's also one of my issues (laughs) is i watched it in daytime and on my tv you can see the reflection of the window behind me and i can Mm. see his clear as day what is going on whether i shut the blinds or not so i'm not sure if that had anything to do with it or if i missed some per- certain pieces of the movie um but yeah i didn't even get the reference that he was you know groundhog day in it I had- <laughs> oh wow okay so you, you yeah. I, I think you missed quite a bit and so you know to i watched this movie on my phone in bed with the lights off i had that thing okay. like right up to my face like just just inside of it because uh, this this was this was actually my second time watching this movie and uh i'm, I'm gonna be honest right up front i i knew you weren't gonna like this movie i knew it you bastard yeah yeah, yeah i knew it i knew it so i'll never get that time actually, back what i what i said to skylar was i'm making jeff watch the outwaters pretty much so so i mean you're right there's you didn't miss a ton with with the oled with the black with the reflection because it really isn't a movie so much about seeing stuff it's about hearing stuff it's about hearing everything that's going on and you're right like piecing it together in your mind because as we all know horror is better when they don't show the monster right 
like yeah that that kind of ethos is is what's at play here they they show you some and to me they show you enough but it is a it is a very dark movie it is it is a movie that feels actually found footage because these are not manicured shots that are you know from the first person's perspective it's messy and and unclean and sometimes not in the direction the character's looking and just 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 rough um so i'm just gonna jump into my my big thing here okay um and i know i know you're not necessarily as deep into this as i am so here's here's where i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you into the deep end this movie is is peak lovecraftian eldritch horror like Uh. like full on so i think people are at least tangentially aware lovecraft okay giant tentacle monster cthulhu right like that's the biggest most well-known aspect of him the other thing as something like the title color out of space might clue you in lovecraft is all about unimaginable horror like things that quite literally cannot be described and seeing such things drives a person insane think like bird box where simply seeing something drives you drives you insane yeah so that that's kind of what's at play here so that's what robbie's dealing with and that's there is a moment later in the movie where he's I guess he gets his legs broken. Well, not, not fully broken because he walks away, but he's he's immobilized in some way, shape, or form. And then you hear and you can actually see decently well these tentacles like wrapping around his leg and they like I don't know, it sounds like they like snap his foot or something like that. Yeah. But that's a long drawn out sequence where we're seeing again this little pinhole flashlight kind of searching around and we get enough to know that this is some like giant beast like maybe not like world size but like a really big thing yeah um and so the whole like time hopping stuff i mean again hard to see and this this probably this is where your viewing experience didn't help at all um at one point we see that it is in fact robbie with the axe it is a different version of Robbie with the axe. There is the part where he's in the desert and he sees Michelle running and he tries to catch up to her and she just keeps running because Robbie and Ange and I mean, I assume Scott, even though we don't see Scott multiple times and Michelle, they're all trapped in, in sort of a purgatory. They're dying multiple times. And that's why Robbie sees Michelle running and at some point he actually sees the four of them walking through the desert and he's calling out for them. And there's this indication that like Robbie, who's at the back of the line kind of turns around like he hears something, but he's not existing with them. You know what I mean? Like they cannot hear him clearly. He's not just a dude in the desert screaming from like 30 feet away. So he's okay. he's seeing all this stuff, and then there's the literal like wormholes that he's going through, like the circles of light that takes him to the plane and takes him to his mom's house. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's 
and it's one of the reasons I think this movie could not be made if it wasn't found footage. Because if you had these same scenarios and stuff, especially with a guy who is either like losing his mind or just has severe head trauma from an ax to the head. Awesome. If it wasn't, if it wasn't found footage, you'd be thinking this whole time, like, Oh, it's just in his head. Like, no, this is like literal found footage. All of this shit happened. And I think that's a really cool aspect of this movie. Okay. I could see your points of it. But. Um, there is, there is a point during the, uh, during the camp attack, which I didn't really catch the first time. So Robbie comes in and he's kind of speaking nonsense and he's like kind of tapping his brother on the back and it's, it's pretty quiet and he's just like speaking nonsense and then shit goes down. The two girls are in the other tent. They start screaming. They start running away. And then Robbie just kind of cowers throughout the whole thing. So it's just like black and we're hearing just a bunch of screaming in the distance. And at some point, I think it's Ange is, is yelling Robbie I didn't catch this till the second time, not in a way that she's like asking for help in a way that she sees that it's Robbie trying to kill them. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's another like purgatory version of him. Yeah. Okay. I get that. It kind of makes me uh, think of uh, what's that one triangle. Triangle. That's the one where they're uh, on the boat. I don't think I ever watched that one. No, I think you told me to watch it. And then I was like, yeah, I'll do that eventually. And I never did. Oh, wow, dude. So I watch the movies that you recommend. But then whenever I recommend a movie, <laughs> look, man, you you pick it for this show and I'll, I have to watch it. I am contractually obligated to watch it. You should just watch it to watch it because it was actually pretty good. Or else I lose all funding. Maybe just, I did watch it. I don't know. Anyway, the same kind of thing happens. That's my general feelings on this movie. Uh, I, put simply, I, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, wow. Which is why I think it's great for the show. You hate it. I love it. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Especially when it comes time to rank it later, but we'll get there. Um, all right, Jeff. You, 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 you got a counter. You got a counter running. I do. Of, of some indiscriminate nature. Um, I do. What, what did you count in this movie and uh, how many were there? So I counted, uh, I'm always going to keep the kill count on there just because I feel that like it's always valid. So I put three question mark. <laughs> yeah, at least at least three. At, at least three. I mean, he, you know, he just kind of walked out into the sunset on the last scene. So who knows? You know. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and if you count them dying multiple times, then maybe. Maybe more. Ooh. Mm, yeah. The plot thickens. Yeah, there were definitely uh, three heads on spikes, but the rest is up to us. <laughs> All right. And then I had uh, a WTF moment. And this is one of those moments that, I don't know, makes you kind of crawl out of your skin. And I think you know <laughs> the scene that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so let me describe it for the folks at home. Um, male actor decides to, I don't know, dismember himself. You know, the... Yeah. Uh, There's a word uh, for it, but yeah. The part that makes you a uh, male. Um, and then while it's f flops flaccidly on the sand or, <laughs> or whatever in the desert, uh, <laughs> he decides to dig into it. I don't know what he's looking for. But um, yeah, he's he's in there, 
He was and just it, making sure it was dead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> number four. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That was that was that was the one scene uh, that definitely made me just scream, "What the fuck!" Um, I mean, it, you know, there was confusing parts of the movie, and there was random flashes of different things, but that was the one that I chose to really tell you what this movie's about <laughs> it is it is pretty much an hour and a half long what the fuck well it's almost yeah. two hours actually but um yeah yeah, yeah. uh i i looked it up <laughs> that's a great way don't to start the statement real yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that was a good way to start the statement so so the word i was thinking of and, and i think the the common word is castration right okay no no oh, oh. no that's that's a that's a penectomy okay that's a that's a that's a penisectomy is what that is, um, oh. and, and you left out the part that he did it with a shark tooth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not Either like a, a not knife, a sword, a, a hedge clippers. No, <laughs> a uh, a living rusted spoon, if you will. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> that he found in the desert. So yep, yep. God, I I have so much more to say about this movie. Man. There's okay, so and and this this might just me be me uh, yelling at a wall right now, but okay. the the name the Outwaters, I still I still can't figure out. So there there is the point when Robbie and Michelle go to the the lake bed, the dried lake bed, to shoot the first part of the music video. Yeah, Robbie Robbie puts the camera down and it's like glitching out, and he's like, oh, there's weird stuff happening with the audio because of the wind and everything but there are very clearly like underwater and bubble noises happening there. And then this, like it gets, it gets worse. So they play, they play so much with sound in this movie. So it gets worse. And then there's the sound of a helicopter and someone screaming. And it sounds like they're screaming for Ange. So I'm like, someone drowned. Like, did they actually, they actually drowned. So then that led me back to, the part where they're they're first like going into the desert, they stop at a small lake and they're hanging out and Robbie's hanging out by himself and he's just kind of playing with his camera as like filmmakers do, trying to get cool shots. Yeah. And he he just has it pointed down at the water and he says, I never want to leave. And and then it like glitches out. Ooh. Was that like a moment? Was that like a curse? Maybe. Because then there's the water sounds, then there's the fucking shark tooth. Where'd the fucking shark tooth come from? Yeah, because where it, are they at in the United States? The Mojave Desert, which is either Southern California or Arizona. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, one of the metaphors. Like, uh, kind of like you're drowning, but then you're also popping up for air. Kind of a thing. Kind of like what he's going through to where, you know, all this horrible shit happens to where he has the feeling of drowning. And just kind of feels that anxious vibe. And then once he's resetting during the day, that is his breath of fresh air. When he goes back to a flashback, that is his breath of fresh air. And then he goes back down to drowning. Yeah, that could very well be. I think that's a good way to put it. I have no idea. I mean, obviously, this is a movie just chock full of metaphors. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) So in in regards to the to the penectomy, as we've now learned that it's called, um, So, so there's a big theme here, especially when he's um, going, he's being transported like back in time and especially like to his mom's house and to the plane. Um, there's, there's this theme of regret 
he keeps saying he's so sorry to his mom. He keeps saying he's so, so sorry to the image of Scott. He sees in the plane um, window is the word I'm looking yeah. for. I got the sense that him doing that to himself was like, a, it fits into the the eldritch horror vibe that he's like submitting to something greater than himself. But B, it's like him punishing himself because he's so like he regrets getting these people in this situation so bad. Because mm. not only does he do that, he also slices his stomach open and lets his intestines fall out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe he's just trying yeah, to kill himself. Like maybe he's just it- trying to die. I think that's what it is. I mean, no, it can't be though, because there's way quicker ways to do that. He's all, he's also took an axe to the head. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, he might not be thinking clearly at this moment in time. <laughs> Maybe he's like, I saw this on a movie once. I'm gonna see if it works out. Yeah. Right. Uh. Right. So, all right. Um. Well, we'll intercut here real quick. If you had to pick a favorite part of this movie, what was it? The end credits or what? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, the feeling I had before I started knowing <laughs> <laughs> the excitement because I thought it was something good. Yeah, I thought. Um, you clearly did not see the 4.1 on IMDb. <laughs> no, Naturally, I didn't. I wanted to go hate this it. movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I wanted to go into it completely blind. I like doing it that way. Um, that's the best way to do this. Yeah. I'm trying to think, dude. Probably just because I do like B-rated horror movies and that fucking worm looks so bad. <laughs> but it was just, it just kind of made me chuckle. But I think just like the way that it moved or where it would pop out in certain scenes. I know that they were trying to do a jump scare. Um, I think I'm kind of numb to those at this point. But that probably that, probably just the worm and his moments. <laughs> yeah, the, the little screeching sandworm, yeah. sand snakes, whatever they were. That was that was my least part. Like the the pseudo jump scares were my least part of this movie. Because I mean, you know me, man. This this is my shit. It's it's dark. Yeah. I'm constantly like staring into the background. Like, hey, what's in, what's going on? What's what are we missing? Yeah. What what can't we see? Um. So that was just that was just a little weird. But it it definitely clued you in. They're like, oh yeah, there's there's some shit out here. Like it's not just a dude with an axe. Um. There's some creepy otherworldly shit going on. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's where I was confused because I was like, fuck, like maybe I I wish it was an Indian burial ground. That would have been good. And then have an arrowhead instead of the shark tooth. Native American cool. Native American burial ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm still stuck on like the whole like poltergeist thing when they just said that a million times throughout the yeah. movie. <laughs> but I mean I'm I'm Native American, so I'm, I'm okay. I get a pass. Simpler uh, times. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I think that would have been cool as well. I can tell you my favorite part of this movie was when Robbie gets hit with the ax. <laughs> that, that scene was just so cool. Cause you see this guy silhouette against the, like the dark night sky with like a little bit of, a little bit of light peeking up over the ridge. And he's like, Hey, who is that? All right, never mind. They like starts to leave, and all you hear is like three footsteps, and then the sound of an axe, and it's completely yeah. dark. It's just bam, and it's so cool, yeah. man. It's such a cool moment. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, what the fuck?" <laughs> like, 
That was a really mean thing to do, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that also I think is like the most memorable part of this movie. I mean, obviously the dude cutting his wang off is probably uncool for a lot of people. Um, I also just thought like, especially in the beginning when you could actually see shit, there were some really cool shots in this movie. Like, the uh, super simple thing but when they're driving down the road and he holds the camera upside down and oh, it's like yeah, yeah, trees yeah. against the sky like it just looks cool man like there's that just some stuff that look. looks really cool in this movie um the big long shot of the dry lake bed like that was there was just some you can tell that dude knows how to use a camera and so him choosing to take half of this movie and not use the camera is is pretty cool to me it, it shows an incredible level of restraint yeah no as, far as i'm as far as i'm concerned anyway i agree 100 percent. yeah um i will say real quick as as i'll do every week um this absolutely works as a video game it's one of them like walking simulators like shit yep. happens and you just basically you're just walking through a movie like yeah no absolutely there's no combat to worry about you don't even have to write a story it's pretty cool can you imagine you're just like just a blank screen and you're just trying to walk and hear your footsteps and you hear the screech of that fucking worm and you just feel like the vibration from falling you just hear a character uh, as he walks into a wall or something (laughs) like the butler from tomb raider you know the one you were there. I do. I do. I was there. <laughs> um, so we kind of got the speculation out of the way early. Um, as far as what was missing, what happened. Uh, so do you yeah. think he just dies in the desert? Like, like the last thing is him, like hearing a plane overhead and like having his arms up, like, Hey, save me. But like, that's not how planes work. So I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he dies. I think whatever is in control or whatever spell he casted, it's, it never ends. So he's going to reset completely and then, I don't know, maybe wake up again and peel that layer of skin that he magically generated. Oh, yeah, that's... I went, meant to... Yeah. There's clear, clear metaphors to rebirth in this movie and <laughs> not the least of which is him peeling off an exoskin. Over yeah. his toenails and shit. Ugh, I hated that. <laughs> oh that yeah, was, that was like the worst part. Like especially like between his fingers when it just like snaps like a sausage or something. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Ugh. And when I say yeah. it like that, it makes it worse. It does make it worse. You're making it worse for yourself. <laughs> I think the sequel to this movie is going to be the greatest horror movie ever made because there's going to be an axe murderer and then there's going to be an axe murderer for the axe murderer. It's going to be great. Are we called the inlands the in the <laughs> the, <laughs> the inside land yeah no you're right the inlands and then totally <laughs> shot on a boat in water <laughs> so <laughs> i'll just i'll just pull this one from the the fun facts here so uh robert robbie banfitch is the guy who directed this um he is working on a new movie I think I think it's Tinsman Road is the one that I want to pull from. Um, he's working on two new movies. Anyway, the tagline for the movie 
is something along the lines of a silent horror or something. So like <laughs> first the movie you can't see, now the movie you can't hear. A silent odyssey. It is called huh. Ex Valis. Um, it has many of the same people. So this is definitely a situation where it's like, this was just a dude and his friends, man. Yeah. And like somebody who's possibly his mom, like his actual mom. <laughs> they have the same last name. Yeah. Who played his mom in, in the outwater. So uh, it's, it's, it's gotta be, I mean, that is commendable in itself. Like, yo, they went out, they did it. Like, I'm sure this isn't paranormal activity level of movies and it never will be. We never will see that again, but um, Hey, they put out something I think is really cool. So I got to give them props for that. It did have some cool sequences now that I know that it's so, so is, is it low budget? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I got. I wonder if I can find any budget information, but cause like yeah. even, even the like little creature things that you could see, um, looked more practical than anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's, of course, there's no information here, but yeah, I wouldn't doubt that it was like, you know, just <laughs> here's what we have on hand. Let's go make this. Let's go to Death Valley and make this thing. Like, right. This is one of those movies where I'd want to see like a behind the scenes for all the sounds. Yeah. That'd be dope just to see how they did it. Do you seen like some of those like behind the scenes shit and how they actually make stuff? Oh, absolutely. Dude, that the shit's wild. And then for this movie, it's it's gotta be definitely like pre recorded shit. It's uh, nothing that they computer animated. I'm I'm sure they're big fans of smashing watermelons. You know, there was a lot of a lot of squelching sounds happening in this movie. Yeah. Uh, there is a real world or was maybe there was a real world Tumblr account okay. that was it's called uh, Alive in the Dark. And it was, you know, kind of the almost like a, an ARG, like a just bringing the movie to the real world. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Kind of like the didn't um the one the with Steve Spring. from Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, he had his own like uh, Instagram for like Steve's World or something like yeah. that. It's yeah, it's still getting post. There's posts on it still, so someone's managing it. Dude, I bet that's just him. He's like, all right, the writers are on strike. I'm not making Stranger Things. I'm just gonna post on this. I don't know. It's been pretty steady, like maybe one to two a month. Like nothing crazy, but I mean, it's reliable. Huh. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's funny. Cool. All right, Jeff. So. What would you do to make this movie better? Not make it at all. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, no. Um, I probably cut down more of the dialogue. I think that was one really big killer for me. Cause I mean, you have movies like the witch where yes, they do talk a lot, but it's kind of showing you into the, the character background and how she's kind of treated by the mother and the father and how much she actually cares for her little sister. And there's like actual meaning to it. Whereas this, it, I just feel like it had no significant value to it. Um, I probably cut that down. I disagree on that point, but keep going. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> what we do. We always disagree. <laughs> that's um, what this movie in particular is about. Yeah, yeah, just all disagreement. Um, 
and just being able to see the damn thing, dude, that really like <laughs> fucking upset me because I'm not the background guy. You're like, hey, dude, did you see like all of the 19 ghosts in Haunted Hill? Yeah. The, the house on Haunted Hill? I was like, uh, no. Or Hill House. I can't remember what the fucking name is. I don't Whatever. know, the newest Netflix show. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I was like, no, I didn't. I, I, didn't, I think I saw one. And you're like, yeah, dude, there's like 19. I'm like, no, oh no, my God. So I'm not the background guy. So I'm not looking out for that stuff. I am on the focal point of whatever the movie tells me to be the focal point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think those are my two biggest gripes that I think would make this movie better. I think a lot of this movie doesn't doesn't work if you can see it, especially given the clearly low budget of it. You know, like they they start showing too many monsters, and you're just like, oh, that's either a guy in a suit or like somebody's twenty dollar After Effects plugin. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be you know like a shot of the monster, but just like to add some suspense. Like, you know, you have more scenes of them running or searching the grounds or they you know like they don't it doesn't even have to be sounds like if he was able to turn the camera and that fucking worm thing just like crawled across real quick no sounds i mean you know little subtle things like that to where you can actually see it i think i would enjoy that yeah i think they could have shown a little bit more and still kept the kept the mystery that is is so necessary and still give you more yeah more info i don't know they they showed enough for me because like a lot of the, a lot of the trippy stuff either happened in the daylight or had some like red light when he's back at his mom's house. She's like screaming. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess I would have liked an ending just because I want to know for sure. Like, like my thoughts on this movie, my thoughts on what happened in this movie, I think are are solid in my head. But I would have liked some sort of concrete resolution to was this actually some like elder god situation or or what or or did they just because i mean there's there's a moment and it's it's easy to miss and you might have missed it where just kind of towards the end he stops and he's standing on top of a government like yo no trespassing sign oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then he sees like an old world war one like gas mask and they're they're out by death valley like that's they used to drop bombs over there like is it one of those like i don't know the whole like traveling through time shit makes me think not but maybe maybe that opened up something like maybe that's what the deal is here maybe yeah maybe it's like a land uh in a triangle yeah I, I like not knowing. I like being able to generate it in my head, but it still would have been cool to know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it enough that I'm I'm happy not <laughs> knowing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, I think I think that would have been good just to get some clarification. Cause like I said in my synopsis, like you you don't really know what it could be. You don't know if it's aliens, you don't know if there's burial grounds or you know something. No, and then I mean, I think it's pretty clearly some sort of demonic otherworldly thing. Um, there is one quick moment where there's some sort of vision he's having and then he hears a voice in it. All it says is show them. Yeah. And I'm like, show them what? And again, again, I, I go back to, to my methodology. Like, again, the whole, the whole point of that Elder Torah shit is like, humans ain't shit 
and they need to submit to a higher power in the universe and if they don't they're fucked so it's like show them that they're not show them that they need to submit like what i don't not really sure i'm confident but i'm not sure dude maybe it's uh what's his name dormammu from uh dr strange mm, there you go phase six baby <laughs> starting with the outwaters <laughs> and robbie is the new ghost rider yeah <laughs> it's a little brain damage at the moment but... yeah probably all right jeff official recommendation um i'm gonna say no look <laughs> don't try to convince me i made up my answer <laughs> well well i wasn't gonna say this but i think if you watched it a second time in proper lighting you would probably appreciate it more not that you would like it not that you would love it i love this movie <laughs> I, this is the third time i'm saying it's one of my favorite movies of all time don't watch it you won't like it whoever you are you probably will not like this movie <laughs> Yeah, if you're, you know, like a normal person like myself, <laughs> yeah, it's, you're gonna, <laughs> not gonna like it. It is, it is non-standard. And if if I look at the, well, first of all, if I look at the reviews, second of all, if I look at the amount of like actually decent like Hollywood style horror that people shit on, there ain't no way those people are gonna like this movie. Any fucking, <laughs> they're gonna come stab I... me or something. <laughs> I would rather watch Escape from Tomorrow for 24 hours straight than watch this movie. Oh, man. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like that movie gets worse by the day, actually. I love just, just that Just thinking movie. about it, I'm like, man, that movie, not a good look, dude, especially with everything, like, all that bullshit going around, and you're like, oh, actual pedophile in actual Disneyland? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, dude, you know what it had? It had a sickness where it turned your eyes into cat's eyes and you just threw up everywhere. I mean, what else do you want? Not that. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I love that movie. But, yeah, no. I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. But I think you need... I don't know. I, I think if you're saying... Because I haven't seen very many Lovecraft movies. So I think if you're saying that you like it based on that subject alone, I think fans of Lovecraft would find something in this movie that they would enjoy. I agree with that. I <laughs> The biggest issue with... And, and it's why Color Out of Space was so... Was so <sighs> that's why I think Glorious is so good, is... It plays with those things, but it doesn't show you too much. And and when you show to, it's why um, uh, not resolute. The endless is also good because it doesn't oh. show you too much, but it still gives you that same shit. And that's why most of the attempts to make Lovecraft stuff into movies or or whatever just don't work. Outside yeah. of oh, it's a cult that's praising some elder god, or these people are have been driven insane. Um, is because they try to show too much. They want that, like, they usually don't put it on the movie poster, but they want, like, that movie poster monster sort of thing. Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, I respect the the color of space. I'll never watch it again, but I respect the shit out of it. I loved The Endless. That movie was fucking fantastic. Yes. That we can agree but, on. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you like Lovecraft, you can give it a shot, and then... You know, 
send your comments to us and we'll, we'll maybe read them <laughs> yeah to whatever the email address is that's probably that's terrible at gmail.com who knows yeah. that's that's terrible podcast at gmail.com correct oh that's long jeez i know dude but oh. that's terrible guess what was taken I think I probably took that before you registered. <laughs> we probably have two emails. Anyway, we're on Twitter. <laughs> and Instagram. And, and Instagram and TikTok. And the TikTok. <laughs> two, two places I don't go, so I'm not aware of them. <laughs> All right, Jeff. That's been the Outwaters. We'll get okay. to ranking that in other movies here shortly. But uh, what else have you been doing this week? Anything of note? No, nothing. I started um, Blackbird on Apple TV Plus. Okay. Have you seen that one? I don't even know what that is. Okay. So it's a series where it stars, um, I always forget his name. Oh, yeah. Um, Exit from Kingsman. Taron Edgerton. Yeah. And uh, the dude who played Stingray in Cobra Kai. I'm going to go with Greg Kinnear. I don't know who you're talking about. What? You've never I, seen Cobra Kai? Um, it's been, I, I saw a few episodes. Oh, dude, you got to keep it going. It's just nostalgia up the way. Anyways, I'm getting off track. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to name him by the name that know him as. So Eggsy, huge coke dealer, gets caught up um, by the DEA, gets thrown Did in jail. Did you say Eggsy? Yeah. Like, with, like eggs? Have you never seen the Kingsman either? Oh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm I calling them by gonna, the names that I know them as. I think you're going to call them by the names in the show that you're currently watching, which is what I assumed you know them as. Oh, no, 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 no. Like from Got different it. shows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, regu they're regular names in the show, so I, I don't think anybody would actually understand. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so he gets caught up and by the DEA gets a 10-year sentence. Obviously, it's not going to fly. He's super young. He's going to get out. You know, and he's like 35 or 40. I don't know. Um, but they come to him with this deal where if he transfers to a maximum security prison for the criminally insane um, and talks to this guy who's a serial killer admitted to two murders, but they were only able to find two bodies when they know that he's done at least like 14 or 16. So they don't know where any of the bodies are. So um, Eggsy has to go and question him and try to find out the location of these bodies and he gets a reduced sentence. Well, um, the serial killer is Stingray from Cobra Kai. Um, talks in a very... Not again. Um, what? That was the guy... Uh, you can keep going. I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to open that, that door right now, but okay. Keep oh, going. okay. He's got a very... Um, Oh, I forgot the actual serial killer's name. Um, he's in Mindhunter, and he had a very high-pitched voice and just kind of creepy <laughs> as shit. I can't remember what's this is going great. Name Keep is. going. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Dude's creepy. Um, and yeah, is, is that Greg Kinnear? <laughs> I think so. Hey, let me pull Looks it up. It's kind of like Rob Lowe ish. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, Black I don't know. IMDb. And it also store, okay. or stars um, Leota. Yeah, may he rest in peace. Yeah, he actually, I'm pretty sure this was the last thing that he filmed. All right, well, at least uh, no. he's going out on a high note, it seems. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, no, Paul Walter Hauser, who plays Larry Hall. That is Stingray from Cobra Kai. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy with the high voice. 
Yeah, he does. From oh. Mindhunter. Who, what was the name? Is that Greg Kinnear? No. Okay. I still haven't seen Mindhunter. Oh, dude. You're killing me. I know. That I know. such a good one. That one is absolutely on my list. Yeah, because it gets it's it's pretty inventive of how they were able to create that show and kind of base everything around it. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Okay. Um, I watched a horror movie called uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You son of a bitch. That was um, pretty bad horror movie, all things considered, but also one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, <laughs> I won't spend too much time on that one. I just um, I went into it not knowing anything, and okay. it turns out I was not prepared for the ending because of that. Oh, no. So, yeah. That's the first one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, hundreds of times. And maybe maybe twice. Uh you not knowing anything ruined like ruined it for you. I mean not knowing anything. What do you know about across the Spider-Verse? Um not much. I, from what I've seen, it looks like Miles goes to almost like the core of the multiverse where Spider-Man right. can, am I wrong already? No, 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 no. Um, you're right. You, you, I mean, you got what you need, need to get. Uh, I guess my question, and this is going to make it easier for everyone who hasn't seen it, if they don't know, did you know that this was going to be a trilogy? I knew that there was going to be a sequel for sure of is going to be a trilogy. Okay. So they, they had already announced and actually titled the third movie in the series, and I oh, did shit. not know that. So let's just oh. say this movie ends on quite the cliffhanger. Oof. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Wasn't ready for that. Anyway, okay. great. Like everything the first one was, uh, times ten. Fucking awesome wow. movie. There okay. are some as you said, when he goes to the Spider Man universe, there are some Spider Man you can spot. I loved every second of it. God, I hope the Venom Spider Man from Spider Man three is in there because I would fucking <laughs> They got some good stuff. Even even at Peter Parked car. Who is a, oh, a, a Spider-Man? Who's a car? Anyway, uh, the the other thing I watched and the thing I actually want to bring up is I watched the Boogeyman. Oh, how could you yeah. keep this under wraps for so long? Strictly for this moment right here. All right, give me your thoughts. Uh, the Boogeyman, uh, directed by Rob Savage, who did uh, Host, which I loved. Still have not watched Dashcam, even though I told myself I was going to. Um, I liked it. It was, it was cool. Um, on our discussion about how Hollywood likes to make horror movies, um, one of the coolest monster designs I've ever seen. Ooh, it's a bold statement. Okay, is it? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> the only other one I can think of that's like good or noteworthy are the ones from A Quiet Place and the bear from <laughs> Annihilation. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say cocaine bear. I was like, fuck yeah. That one too. That, I forgot about that one. You're right. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, um, no, it was cool. M much like this movie, but in a, a less extreme way, it plays with light and dark. And um, there is a, a small child actress who's basically the lead in this movie, and she does really well. Um, 
Chris Messina is is the dad, and um, people might know him from the Mindy Project, which is kind of a weird place to come from to be in this horror movie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but he did pretty good. I mean, it's it's a Hollywood horror movie. It's a PG-13 Hollywood horror movie, but I thought it was really well done. Um, kind of kind of a few twists and turns I didn't expect. That was pretty cool. Okay. Dude, I still stand by my statement that PG-13 horror movies are more often than not better than rated R. I mean, it depends, right? Like, this one worked because there was a lot of shadow work and it wasn't trying to be all gory and everything. There are some that just don't or or could I could see working better with a rated R, you know? Um, like, you imagine something... They- you imagine something like it follows being like PG 13. If for nothing else, but that like girl in the beginning, all fucking mangled up. Like, I feel like they could still do that. <laughs> they they could I have mean... done most of that movie. I'm, I'm, you know, being a little facetious just because of that one moment. Cause there really isn't yeah, anything yeah, else yeah. bad in that entire movie. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I... know if you have that boat scene, if it's rated PG 13, that might be too suggestive. That was pretty rough. That's true. I guess that's yeah. true. I don't know. I think it just forces directors to be more creative with how they're shooting everything. And so they're trying to get everything out but the gore. There, I, I agree with you. There are movies that definitely could not work as PG-13, like Evil Dead Rise. Definitely would never work in a million <laughs> years. Like yeah, none of some entire franchises. Movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's just some that just obviously do not work. But like newer movies coming out, I just... More often than not, I notice that PG-13 movies just try that much harder because they definitely want a younger audience to be able to view this movie. And I don't think that there's actually a lot of horror movies that are PG-13 because, you know, I think I think it's kind of that whole thing of like, damn, dude, this movie kind of sucks, like watching through it. How can we make it better? Dude, more blood and boobs. Got it. Send it. Do it. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it works both ways. Like, I yeah. I no longer look at a horror movie that's rated PG-13 and think, oh, I'm not going to see that. Like, I've I've broken that part of my brain off and threw that away. But yeah, there, there's something to be said for both. It just depends on what kind of movie you're making, I guess. Okay. Yeah, plenty plenty of movies I like. Um, plenty I... I, I I still haven't seen it. I bet you like Megan works better as a rated R movie. Just, just ever so slightly. You know what I mean? Still haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> just just like as it. an example, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, good. I, I recommend the boogeyman. Um, that would probably be a good OLED experience. Oh yeah. And they they okay. kept the cheap jump scares to a relative minimum, which I appreciated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down either way because it was from Stephen King, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's based on a short story, and I don't remember the story, but it was one of those things where you hear about it and you're like that story cannot be adapted like it it that's just not how that works and so they've they took it they took some liberties let's say and and okay. i'm 
I'm not intentionally being vague. I just don't remember exactly what it was about. But um, from my recollection, the short story was basically a conversation between someone and their therapist. So okay. the mo- the movie went like into the conversation, not just the story. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm still down to watch it. I, I you know, yeah, looks great. They're on the yeah. trailers that I've seen. It it continues a solid run of Stephen King movies. Okay. All right, dude. I'm surprised you didn't pass out. You know, you're faint when you're watching it. Like the ninety percent of audiences that watched it on the test screening. <laughs> Yeah, it was close, dude. It was close, but uh, you know, I was riding the high of the outwaters, so nothing else could bring me down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, let's open this dock and rank some movies. Ooh. All right. So I'm just gonna go ahead and put the outwaters in the middle because I know you're gonna say it's last, and I'm gonna say it's first, and we're gonna have this argument, and we're gonna be at each other's throats. So I'm just gonna throw it at number twelve. All right. Oh, it's behind rubber. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> I'm kind of upset that a Christmas horror story is lower. I'm sick to my stomach. Or Jack Frost, dude. I'm very upset. Those Get movies out of are here. Fantastic. Oh, I'm, God, I love those movies so much. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> All right. <sighs> and then what do we have for oh, shit. our last or our next 10 movies that we're doing? I knew you were going to ask me that. Hey, man, we got to get through this list, bro. I, I mean, we've been doing this shit for like three years and only have like 50 episodes. I feel like we'd be better at this by now. Hey, man, um, we'll, get, you know, we'll, get, we'll get in once we start getting paid. You know, if anybody wants to sponsor any advertisement, we got you. Shut yeah. and green box. Hashtag sponsor us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Are we on? So Friday the 13th, 09 was probably the last one we did. Because I do not see the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street on this list. Nope. Okay. I didn't like that movie. I don't know. Yeah, I guess not. I didn't like who they chose to be Freddy Krueger because that's such oh, really? an iconic character. Yeah, dude, you can't yeah. replace that. You just, you just can't. Some things I you mean, just don't touch. Sometimes you got to, you know? I think that was the best part of that movie for me is Jackie Earl Haley did a really good job as Freddy. He wasn't bad. Not the same. Not the, definitely not the same, but I think that worked in his favor. He yeah. wasn't trying to. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, what do you think? 18. Okay. Glad we're in agreement. <laughs> Uh, next up is the 2018 Halloween. Oh, I forgot we even did that one. Yeah, that was a that was a string we, we did. One? We did the remakes. Yeah, did Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, that's right. Because I told you to do. Yeah, I told you to do the Rob Zombie one. You refused. So. <laughs> yeah. One day uh, we're there, but uh, that was not yeah. the day. Dude, that movie's solid. I I did like that movie quite a fucking bit. I'd say it has to go like within the top five. What if it's number one? I don't know, dude. I really love. What if it's number two? (laughs) 
I think it's better than Final Destination. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I do. I don't think it's better than Deadstream, but that movie's one day Deadstream, your reign will come to an end. I don't think so, dude. That movie's shocked the hell out of me. I love that. Okay, pretty soon we're gonna have to rank Spree. You know what I'm saying? This nice to I don't know maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, In the tall grass. I don't remember this movie at all. That was the one where Stephen King did it with his son. Um, I mean, I know what it is, but I do not remember watching it. <laughs> I somewhat do. It is kind of forgettable. So, number 13? No, I don't know. No, it's not better than those. 20. 20? All right. 20. I believe you. Just. Yeah, just because it, obviously it's a forgettable movie if we both don't remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Cell. Oh, I. Twenty-seven. <laughs> no. No. Wow. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. All right. Vampires Kiss, The Wicker Man, and Piranha Condor are not good, man. I'm Look. so upset that two of Nick Cage's movies are at the bottom. <laughs> I am I am don't worry don't worry um I am extra harsh on cell because I fucking love that book but uh there is okay. no way in hell that it is worse than those three movies uh one right. uh, we got actually got two more king adaptations uh sleepwalkers oh oh that one's a good one that one holds near and dear to my heart but I understand that it is bad <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one I understand it's bad but it's good <laughs> it's so good uh Nicholas Cage at number nine, dude. Get out of here. Well, I just meant like two of his movies are at the at, Look, you know, I you take the good with the bad, okay? <laughs> Has been more bad than good. Um exactly. Dude's ah, fuck. Well now Outwaters is throwing me off, dude, because I feel like every movie on this list is better besides Veronicon. <laughs> That's too bad. I feel like this thing is uh, a horror show within itself, but this is the bed we made for ourselves. Um, 18? <laughs> uh, let's see. What are, you, what are you feeling? We'll cut it down in the middle. No, I think 18 is a solid place, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Last one for him. Maximum Overdrive. 29. <laughs> 35. <laughs> 29, so Piranaconda is the only movie worse than Maximum Overdrive? Because I, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more enjoy- enjoyable, plus it's got fucking Emilio. <laughs> Dude, I'm so mad. They came out with a steelbook I can't remember if it's 4K or if it's Blu-ray, but the Steelbook is so fucking beautiful. But I cannot bring myself to buy it at full retail price ever. Uh, you'll find that um, in a clearance bin soon. I'm really upset by it because it looks so damn good. Just oh. use that sweet, sweet discount. Yeah. To save $2. All right. Is that it? He knows you're alone. Oh, God. 
That one. <laughs> uh, that was a rough one, dude. That was really rough. Or Tom Hanks. Twenty-seven. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that one's hard. That one's really fucking hard. I, uh, my gut tells me it's like twenty-eight. <sighs> I don't think yeah. much is better than the Wicker Man or worse than the Wicker Man. <laughs> I don't think he yeah. knows you're alone is quite that bad. Yeah. But I mean, the Wicker Man did have that catchy, you know, line. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, been, it's, it's overplayed. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, the new number one Tusk. Oh, oh, this is very difficult now. This is getting interesting. Because, <laughs> in my opinion, that's better than Deadstream. Yes. 110%. All right. I mean, I got a tattoo of a walrus because of that movie, you know? Like, I'm dedicated. (laughs) Congratulations to Tusk. All right. uh, We'll do two more. Uh, Dreamcatcher. Mm, 12. Wow. I was going to say, like, 15. Oh, that puts it above. I saw the devil. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, So that that puts it at 14. Okay. Yikes. All right. Uh, Last one. Keanu Reeves. Knock, knock. God, that movie's so fucked up. Yeah, it is. Um. Good old Eli Roth special. I do love Eli Roth. Nine? Nine. Yeah. Nine? Yeah. Right. Oh, I should probably clarify that that Goodnight Mommy is not the remake of Goodnight Mommy, which would not even be on this list. Okay. Yeah, I'm too afraid to watch it, to be honest. Yeah. I, I really like the original. Yeah, it's not good. Anyway, uh, that is 34 movies we have ranked now. Congratulations to Piranaconda, still holding down the t- tail of the train. Tusk, the new number one. Whoa, whoa. I feel good about spots number one and number 34. <laughs> <laughs> good about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, man. One of these days, we, we need to publish this list just unironically on like Medium or something. Just the, the top 100 horror movies of all time. <laughs> just. <laughs> I would be uh, so fucking excited if we could do that. I, I we have the technology, <laughs> and we do don't it. want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> All right, Jeff, let's start to wrap this up. Uh, you got any news from the past week for us? Um, just a couple, just a couple. We have uh, the Leprechaun is making a return. Oh boy, I'm pretty excited about. Pretty excited about. Um, it has potential, I suppose. As long as they don't do like they did with the last movies, those those were not good. Is is the Leprechaun in the same world as uh, Hellraiser, where they were only making movies repeatedly because if they didn't, they lost the licensing rights? I would assume so, because after two is where it really went downhill when he went to the hood. That's when I was like, oh, okay, we are completely lost now. He went to space, um, right? 
He did go to space. I think that was yeah. four or five, I want to say. Nice. Um, I think it was an attempt. Yeah, I think it was an attempt to get out of the shadow of Chucky, to be honest. So I think that they were doing <laughs> and to just follow flying. in the shadow of Jason. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> hey, all good. Um, let's see what else. Oh, dude, we got a caddy hack. It is a mix between Gremlins and Caddyshack. Nice. <laughs> to what I, end, I wonder. <laughs> oh my lord! Um, yeah, but that that should be exciting. Um, Hocus Pocus three apparently is a thing. Sure. Not too horror, but I mean, I I don't even remember the newest one, so. Um, you might like this one. I think you like these movies about uh the Purge six. Sure. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen like the last four of them, but uh, it's an interesting any, thing. <laughs> I haven't seen the last all of them. You know what I mean? Like I uh, <laughs> the ones I've seen do oh. do weird stuff in in kind of a cool way. So I'm like, all right, I can appreciate this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check those out. Um, apparently Share is producing a horror movie starring Heather Langenkamp and Barbara Barbara Crampton. Okay. I feel like I know those names, but I could not place them for the life of me. Yeah, no, I didn't I, I don't know the names and I'm even looking at an image of one of them and I did nothing. Hmm. Um, they, I think they're like classic horror girls, so you might not recognize them in their current Okay. And they're and uh, what they look like now. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at that and see. Even if it if it looks interesting. I mean, it's by Cher, so I'm not sure Cher has a dark side. You know, she's just a horror lover time after time. So. Don't we all have a dark side? Uh, I mean, you know, as long as she believes in love, that's about it. Uh, so apparently there's a new A24 movie coming out with uh, so Scott Beck and Brian Woods are directing it for Hugh Grant called Heretic. Wasn't there already a heretic by A24? I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing anything like that. What was the name of that? It was, um, no, it wasn't heretic. It was, I forget the name of it. It was the guy. Hold on. I, now I have to do this. Um, (laughs) I got to follow this train. I got to follow this train. So I'm typing in it follows. I'm looking up uh, Micah Monroe. She was in The Guest with Dan Stevens, and he was in Legion. Okay, I've, okay, not that one. Apostle. Apostle was the one I was thinking of. It's a Gareth Evans movie. It is a folk horror film from Ooh. Gareth Evans, who directed The Raid and The Raid 2, some of my favorite movies of all time. Um, he went from action to horror, and it was a Netflix movie, and it was pretty good. Oh, I have like, seen this. Yeah, it's it's in my queue. Yeah, he like goes to the like town. There's a cult. That's right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think this one is definitely a little different. Um, the film was run- rumored to center around two young women of faith who are lured into a cat and mouse game with the home of an eccentric man. Nice. 
sure. Um, uh, to answer the questions from earlier, um, Heather Langenkamp was Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Yep. Okay. Um, and oh, Barbara Crampton's been in a lot of stuff recently. She was in Your Next, which is cool. Um, oh. She was in Reanimator. And uh, oh, da, 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 da. that's why it sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And some, yeah, some definitely some of those uh, 80s B horror movies. Okay. Well, then, okay. shit, dude, I'm like super down. Um, so Scott Beck and Brian Woods are doing the new A24 movie Heretic. I actually wrote A Quiet Place. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And that has me excited. The, yeah, they just did the movie 65 earlier this year with uh, Adam. Oh, Driver. wow. Okay. That's yeah. quite the turn for those guys. Yeah, dude, consider that movie was a sequel to After Earth with Will Smith, but that's okay. Not even close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, before Earth, whatever. <laughs> you, you missed a very clear plot point in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of, but whatever. Nah. I, I don't know. I don't like that one. Um, but yeah, that's, that's fine. That's the news that is worth mentioning. Um, there's a lot of rumored stuff going around. There are, you know, there's some trailers that came out. I knew that uh, the Talk to Me, I think, by mm-hmm. A24, they released a new trailer as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, one thing that I found was kind of cool was a uh, broke horror fan presents VHS 94 and VHS 99 on a limited edition VHS tape. Which I thought was kind of cool. Ooh, I should get that to go with my VHS two VHS tape. There you go. See, VHS one I don't think available on VHS tape. Um, I want to give a couple shout outs. Um, John Carpenter is finally entering the video game space after years and years and years and years. Um, Oh wow. He's uh, I'm not sure what his involvement is. It seems like almost nothing. Uh, John Carpenter's Toxic Commando is a zombie shooter coming out next year. Um, he is <laughs> one of the biggest like proponents of video games. He talks about them all the time. Anytime new stuff comes out, he's like tweeting about it and stuff. He's definitely a consumer. So it's nice to see him with all of his stature finally getting into the business, uh, much like Nicolas Cage being featured in Dead by Daylight here very soon. Um, on a more dour note, the license for the Friday the 13th game is expiring. So that game is going to be pulled from sale at the end of this year. It's a a bummer that game never realized its full potential. It could have been really good. And lastly, the Robert England documentary on Screenbox is very good. Oh yeah, that did come out. I do want to watch that. Hollywood dreams and nightmares. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. All right, Jeff, now has come the time where you you need to type a movie into the chat. Okay. Oh, and you come up with a synopsis, right? That's right. God, dude, the title's too obvious. That's the problem. Ah, I'll make it fun. Don't worry about it. All right. This is some inside baseball. All right, so this movie sounds like so there's a bear, right? And then the bear got some cocaine. <laughs> no, Jesus. And the bear's name is Sheila. 
and, and uh there's there's an anaconda no um i'm assuming this is a uh, let's just go with another like folk horror movie um think the village but in reverse so there's like an actual old timey town and then there's someone who's like from the future Wow. Probably not okay. from the future. It just doesn't belong. Who stumbles into that town? That's what I'm going with. All right. All right. Well, that'll be next week. This has been a podcast. Jeff, thanks for being here. Everyone, thanks for listening. Um, that's it. That's all I have to say. We're done. We we did it. The Outwaters. Um, don't don't watch it unless you really like Lovecraft. And and that's all there is to say about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, indeed. Uh, he's been Jeff. I've been Jordan. This has been That's Terrible. Until uh, next week, thanks for listening. We'll see you then.